welcome to Packrip Media Presents NFTeach. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. Excited to get into this episode with CowboyFan95. We're going to talk about his Top Shot journey, uh, what it's like to pull a number one cereal, and the Nine Lives Lounge uh, community. So it's one of the first. Uh, I've, I've already done an episode with Dream Shaker. I'm also doing a, uh, I have CowboyFan95 here, and I'm going to be doing seven more. I'm going to highlight nine stories from the Nine Lives Lounge prior to the start of the NBA season. Uh, really excited for this this series of podcasts. But before I do, I want to just say a couple things. Okay. Twitter people, top shot Twitter people, stop complaining about the perks that the Nine Lives Lounge gets. You know, when the market tanked, they held their set. They could have sold it off. They could have panicked and ran away from Top Shot like a lot of people did who have slowly crept back. But they didn't. They stayed. And they took a risk. They completed a set. And they should. They were told that there were going to be benefits. And I think the more benefits that can be added to this group, this collector set group of, or, or community, however you want to refer to it, the better. Quit whining. Just be happy for someone. You know, th- Them you know, receiving rewards for their patience and their commitment to completing that set isn't hurting you. And if you think it is, I don't know what to tell you. So th- that's my rant. I'm rant over. I want to get into this episode with Cowboy Fan 95. I think you're going to enjoy his story. Uh, he's on, on his way to be a doctor. Uh, so it's two doctors talking NFTs and Top Shot. One real doctor and one pretend one is, uh, I think medical doctors are the real ones, not doctors of philosophy. But that's another conversation in, in you know, for another day. So let's get into it. Cowboy Fan 95. Here we go. Uh, joining me on the mymoment.com guest line, an episode that's been long in the making due to travel, sickness, kid sickness, lots of reschedules happening, but really happy to be joined by Cowboy Fan 95. We're going to talk about his NFT experience and his journey into NFTs. Cowboy Fan, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, Dr. Jeremy. Uh, yeah, like I said, long time coming. Uh, Completely understand about the sick kids. I got two myself um, in medical school, just busy. So just glad we finally able to make it happen. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. And, uh, you know, this is this is the best time of year to be a Cowboy fan. This is the time where hope is alive. This is before like the week 12 or week 13 death run that happens. Uh, it's funny because like the Cowboys are the team that should always be in the Super Bowl on paper. Like they their squad is legit. They have a solid defense. They have a great offense. You know, they have the highest, uh, the most passing yards for a quarterback in the league, but it never just sort of clicks. It's so weird to me. Uh, but anyways, I digress. Listen, first, before we get into your top shot journey, let's just talk about who Cowboy Fan 95 is, um, you know, and, and, you know, then we'll get into top shot. How about that? Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, before we start there, as far as the Cowboys, uh, I was seven months old when they won the last Super Bowl. So you know I'm a diehard fan, and a lot of people tell me that I'm the one that jinxed them since they haven't gotten one uh, since since basically I was born. So uh, we'll see if we can turn that around. (laughs) You are you are the second uh, Cowboys fan I've had on the podcast. So there's just again, I spoke to uh, Rob PT45 prior to the season starting, where hope springs eternal, and it's still early. So uh, this is a good time. It's a different, I'm, I'm a Bears fan. We're always in misery. There's not even any hope for us. So maybe with Justin Fields, we'll see what happens. But anyway, so t- t- tell people about yourself. Uh, I, I know you're in med school and just give people some context into uh, who you are first. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, I was, uh, I'm from uh, the state of West Virginia. So actually, I'm, I'm about, I was born about an outside, an hour or so outside of Washington, D.C. area. Um, and, uh, you know, um, growing up, I always was just kind of, I felt like I was kind of a go-getter. I was always quiet, you know, never really, um, you know, like, I would I would say I was outgoing, but I was always kind of behind the scenes uh, with things. So, you know, I, as growing up, I kind of knew I wanted to be a doctor. You know, I didn't know what kind. My uncle's actually a radiologist. Um, my mom's a nurse. So I know people, you know, kind of know the medical field, got a, got a field for it and stuff like that. And uh, always good at science, stuff like that. So, yeah, I um, did my undergrad at Marshall University. Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen the movie We Are Marshall. Of course. Uh, that's where I went to school. Yeah, that's where I went to school. Um, yeah, and end up uh, having my daughter pretty young, you know, um, with my, my wife. Uh, I was 21 when she was born, um, going into my last semester undergrad. So I decided to take a year off, actually, to do some more shadowing, um, just some more moonlighting, uh, working in hospitals, basically just getting as much exposure as possible. And then uh, going into 2018, I ended up um, uh, looking into all a bunch of different med- medical schools, different fields, and uh, ended up uh, coming to Kent State University in uh, near, well, the campus is in Cleveland, so I currently live in Cleveland. So yeah, um, basically I'm a fourth year med student now, and uh, yeah, I mean, I felt like I've almost like Top Shot and NFTs in general kind of tie into my, my work ethic. So trying, like I said, just to put my head down and knowing that there's always going to be something brighter at the end of the tunnel. Um, I think med school and kids kind of kept me grounded um, just to make sure that, you know, I, I don't, I don't put myself too far out there to make, you know, almost like what they call, you know, FOMO decisions. But uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I, as far as outside of that, like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to my, go be graduating next year from med school and then I'll be starting a residency program uh, I'll be going into foot and ankle surgery, so that'll be that'll be nice. Um, I cool. really like that, yeah, that field, and um, yeah, I mean that's just a little bit of rundown about me. I mean, there's there's a lot more that goes into it, but um, just a 26 year old med student uh, dabbling in the world of NFTs here, so it's 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 been a fun ride. God, you're young to be young <laughs> as a 39 year old sitting across the world from you. Um, but you know, all, all joking aside, I know. Um, the doctoral struggle, it is real. It took mm-hmm. me nine years to finish. I did. It took me three years pre-comps, uh, comprehensive right. exams. And then, you know, I feel like in a lot of instances when you're in a sort of doctoral program, even outside of med school, like they act like you don't have families or jobs exactly. or, you know, other things going on because it's not like I'm a research assistant. Like I, I have, I, you know, I'm, I'm running multiple schools um, with kids that need their education in them. So it is definitely coming out the other side. It's worth it. The, you're almost there. You know, you're on the uh, the tail end and then you start your residency and uh, it, it's definitely a, a grind. But I don't know how you feel about it, but the way I feel about it is it's just another example of, I don't really feel like it's hard. It's just like, are you going to quit? Can you hang? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, that's the, that is the big thing. So, um, a lot of the, you know, the courses you take in first two years of medical school. Now, obviously, I actually honestly think that a lot of these PhD programs and basically what you had to go through almost is, if you want to talk about difficulty, I think that might be more difficult because you guys are kind of expected to not think outside of the box. But I feel like when you're in medical school, they almost are rehashing what you kind of already learned in a way and then amplifying it to the 
the biggest extent. And then when you get in like your third and fourth year, that's when you really start to like see patients and um, do be in the surgery and do all that, that stuff. So it's not difficult per se. It's just the amount of workload and the amount of sheer volume. I think it was my second semester of med school. I had technically I had 35 credit hours all at once, but it was, but, but yeah, but I, I tell you right now, it felt like it was like 40 or 50. Like it was the amount of work, you know, I had to put into that, you know, sleepless nights, not because I didn't want to, I, I wanted to, it's just stuff that, you know, balancing with my kids and all that stuff. So yeah, it was just at this point, are you going to quit? Um, are you going to get through your, your licensing boards? So I had to take part one in 2020. I'm taking part two coming up in coming January. So yeah, it's more just, are you going to quit? So I actually, that's actually kind of funny. You brought that up. That's pretty much the, the gist of it. If for people that haven't gone through that type of experience. So I think it, it what it taught me was just that you can really accomplish anything because I did not feel like I could write at a scholarly PhD level when I started. <laughs> and I remember just thinking like, should I quit? Like, should I even try this? But I think if you practice anything enough, you can be good at it with the exception of one thing. I will uh, not be a male model anytime in the future, no matter how many Vogues I strike, it's just not going to happen. But let's talk about your journey into Top Shot. So, you know, you're a busy guy, you have a family, you are, you know, in the middle of your, your, your medical degree in your uh, doc program. Like, how do you fall into the Top Shot world? What, what happens and how did you hear about it? So, yeah, um, you know, I've always been a big NBA fan ever since I was a kid. So obviously I'm a, I'm a Mavericks fan. So obviously it kind of lines up with the, you know, Dallas, Dallas area. But um, so yeah, I'm a Mavericks fan. I've always been a Mavericks fan. And I remember like watching the magical run in 2011. So all that stuff. So anything NBA, I've always been attuned to it. So uh, uh, beginning of this year. So obviously it was like early January, end of January. I kind of heard like, you know, I, I didn't even know what an NFT was by that at that point, but um, let alone, you know, all the other intricacies that come with it. But I heard about Top Shot and I didn't really take it seriously because I just kind of, it, it just seemed like obviously a brand new concept, something that I never really thought of. Plus, I was at the tail end of my third year balancing both classes and rotations. Well, February comes around and yeah, I kind of just, I, I heard more about it, heard more about it, heard more about it. And finally, I was like, ah, like, it's just one of those things. I guess I would just try it out because I like the NBA, you know, why not? So yeah, I, I ended up joining them like tail end of February when they were in that giant bubble. And um, I, I remember getting like a stress test pack at like 11 or 12, like 11 p.m. or 12 p.m. or something, like a $9 pack. And I remember opening it. And at the time, you know, when it was in that bubble, it was like the the contents of the pack was like three, you know, 15K moments. I think the contents were worth like almost like $2,000 or something from that current market. And at that point I was just kind of hooked. You know, I, I, am a very, I'm a big believer in holding moments. Um, I'm not a big flipper. I, I just, I, I, I love the moments themselves. So at that point on, I was just like, man, like I want to collect as many of these as possible. Told my wife about it. She ends up joining. Um, and both of us at this point, um, you know, we might, we'll backtrack to the whole nine lives lounge situation, but up to this point, both of us have collections of over 200 moments, um, we've both just kind of slowly accrued our, you know, collection, bought what we liked. You know, I've tried to not overspend anything that I can, you know, obviously, um, you know, we ended up going out of that bubble as the time progressed in April, May. Um, but yeah, that, that I kind of just joined at the height peak and it was mainly because I'm just a huge NBA fan. I feel like if I wasn't a huge NBA fan, I might, I 
probably wouldn't have joined it because I know a lot of people did join that weren't NBA fans. And I think that for me, the fandom aspect of it is what really brought me on. So, and like, so yeah, I remember telling my wife about it and, and she was just sort of like, go, go ahead and do it. Do what you do. You know, I, I don't get this. I don't get why this is a thing, but you know, if you think it's, it's a good thing for us to, and I think for me, very similar, like I don't have any real interest in sort of like flipping moments. I think for me, I always viewed it as something I could pass on to my sons. Like I imagine mm-hmm. that having the series one moments that I have and letting them age like a fine wine and then passing them down, you know, one day. Um, I'm obviously a huge Bulls set collector, uh, similar mm-hmm. to your your Mavs fandom. Uh, so okay, so now we, I feel like we've we've done one circle and the other circle, and now we need the concentric circles. We need the middle part that overlaps. So talk about. <laughs> your interesting sale and, and everything that sort of happened through Top Shot and, and also aligning with your, your passion for medicine. Like this whole story is crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, like I said, I joined in the bubble and so did my wife. And like I said, at that, at the beginning, we were kind of just buying packs when we could get them. Cause they were such in demand, you know, the queues were insane. Like we weren't really, you know, we would just get what we were able to get. Well, I think it was like, maybe towards the end of March. I can't remember when the like seeing stars challenge was going on. Um, I'm also a huge LeBron fan. I was really upset because the year I moved to Cleveland, he ended up going to LA. <laughs> um, but uh, so tickets are cheap now though. Uh, but yeah, so he, I, I'm a huge LeBron fan. So I, I remember wanting to complete that LeBron seeing stars challenge. And then my wife completed the Kevin Durant challenge. That was like the first time we really like went out of our way to buy moments off the marketplace. And I think that was another little passage of, oh man, like this, this is exciting. Like I know everybody's got their own opinions on completing like challenges on top shot, but it was just one of those times where I was like, this is really cool. So that kind of got me started on my, my line of completing challenges. Well, I remember the whole cool cat set was going on. And, um, like, I think when I joined the Luca challenge had just ended like two weeks before that. And he was going for like $15,000, something crazy. And um, I was always thinking back in my head, man, I'll never, I'll never complete that set because it's just, it's just going to be too much money or it's, it's just going to be out of my reach. Well, bubble crashes, everything's going down. And I believe it was about, I think it was about two or three weeks before the master challenge ended up ending, which was uh, in uh, early June. And I had been following Cool Cats for a long time because I liked the set in general. It wasn't just the fact that, um, you know, it had gone through this bubble and a lot of people had, you know, were upset that they had tried to buy into the set and then it was, you know, everything was going down. So like that, well, I really wanted the LaMelo Balls. They released, basically they released the moment. Like they showed you what the moment was going to be leading up to a couple weeks before they announced the actual challenge completion. And I know people that were in it were just like, this has been going on for so long. So at that point, I think to get the whole set for the Lamello was about $1,300. It's like something wow. insane. Like, yeah. yeah. So I made the decision to, um, and actually this was funny because my wife and kids actually were out of town visiting family and I was on a really busy rotation, like really, really busy, like always seeing patients, being in the OR, like all the time basically getting there 5 a.m., leaving at 9 p.m., stuff like that. Oh, my god! So I get home one night. I think it was like 9, 10 p.m., yeah, and LG just set uh, the first minute. They were having a show um, 
about the Cool Cats, and uh, they had like I think that was like the in memoriam session that they had, and I was watching it, and I had already had a couple of the Cool Cats from Cool Cat Pack releases, so I was just thinking in my head, thinking, okay, I think I can do this. So what I did was I ended up sending some of my Bitcoin. I didn't have a lot of Bitcoin, but I sent some of my Bitcoin to Top Shot. This is how much I believed in uh, the Lamelo. Uh, basically, how much I believe in the platform of Top Shot, but also the players that were in the Cool Cat set because I liked the set in general. So I went ahead and bought this whole set. So twenty nine moments for thirteen hundred dollars. And it sounds it like a steal 40. now, to be honest with you. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> complete steal. At the time, people were like, you'd be an idiot to do that. But at the time, but now, you I know. remember. Yeah. So I ended up buying all of it, $1,300, four day, about four or five days before challenge completion start, uh, ended. Uh, comes around, they airdrop the lamellos to everyone. And then they start, that's when they start announcing like the, the Nine Lives Lounge perks and stuff. Well, two days before that, uh, um, Plunge Father... Uh, Chugs and Bugs, all those guys, they had started a community, like a community-driven Nine Lives Lounge for the people that basically had 29 out of 29 moments that wanted to get the Lamello. I heard about that on Twitter and ended up joining that. So I'm still in there, and I'll be completely honest, that 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 group that I'm a part of, um, that community-driven Nine Lives Lounge, that has probably been the most rewarding experience I've had in this entire space. They are always got each other's backs. I, I honestly, that has been, like I said, in my whole experience, the biggest reward I could have is that specific community. Cowboy so, Fan, um, have you ever met any of these people in person yet? And isn't, no, I'm I just have, curious. And that's the craziest part of it to me because there's yes. plenty of, you know, whether it's pack reviewing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that one of my best friends here in Dubai, Desert Minter, you know, we we see each other constantly. We're, we're both based in Dubai. And all of a right. sudden, there's sprouting up a Dubai group of NFT collectors, all of which wow. happen to be educators and, and we're vibing and starting to plan things together. And, and that's really, really, really nice. But mm-hmm. it's so like this whole aspect of meeting in person is something that we haven't experienced yet, really. And yeah. I don't know, I, I'm, I'm going to be at NFT NYC. I'm really excited about that. And I can't wait to meet so many people that I've interacted with online. Um, but it's crazy that, you know, you have these relationships and they're really, really powerful. And yet you've never been in the same room with these people. Yeah. And I, I, I'm hope to one day and I hopefully very soon be able to meet them. Um, I know dream, uh, dream shaker. He's, he's one of the NLL guys. He lives in Chicago. So he's like five or six hours from me, but we haven't been able to correlate, uh, you know, some times we could meet up cause we'd have to, you know, just involve travel and stuff. And hopefully one day, like I said, we can get all this connected, but yeah, like, that group I joined was probably the most rewarding experience I've had. So to go from there, they, they, like I said, they airdrop the lamellos, um, in packs. Um, the moment itself is awesome. I love it. I'm having a good time. Well, then they're announcing, okay. Um, for the rest of series two, anybody who is a part of the cool cat set or has the whole cool cat set, whether you completed the challenge or not. And there was some debate on, on whether that, uh, that was an issue or not, but whether you had complete or not, as long as you had the full set, all 30, you had access, automatic access to all the remaining Series 2 drops. You had all access um, to all that. And then they were going to, um, like I said, integrate some more perks for you. Um, potential new Discord that they were going to run. And um, they were kind of, you know, hush-hush about it at first. And uh, as you all know, I'm sure most people on Top Shot, there is the official Nine Lives Lounge Discord now. Um, and that was launched in August, which kind of made the set finally kind of skyrocket. Um 
per se. I mean, I think the facet, in my opinion, is still undervalued. But then again, I got in at thirteen hundred dollars, so you know you can't you, you got you got to judge it from a different perspective. But so, anyways, we go from there, and I'm automatically qualifying for these uh, all the packs for the rest of the series too. Well, my wife didn't, you know, she she hadn't completed the set or anything. So at that moment, um, when they were announcing all these tier drops for the uh, remaining um, MGLE drop and the remaining Holo drop. Um, you know, I was getting access. So I ended up not at this point, I had never gotten a rare pack. I just hadn't had the luck. So I hadn't gotten a rare or a legendary pack. So these two cues come up and you get the MGLE and that's when I had like the KD MGLE in it, all that good stuff. I ended up getting lucky and getting a pack that one of those packs. And I was like, Oh sweet. This is awesome. Um, my wife ended up striking out. She got in based off of just collector score in general. She ended up striking out. She was like, oh, you know, that, that stinks, but I'm happy for you. So I opened that pack. I ended up getting one of the Tyrese Halliburton MGLEs. I think it was like serial 300 or so. And I was like, this is, I mean, this is good. I love it. I finally got a rare pack. I love these moments. A couple weeks goes by. Here comes the holo pack. Now you really have a low chance or lower chance for this one. There was, I think, only 2,500 packs oh, I remember. Uh, available. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... I joined that queue. I'm like, okay, no way I'm getting this one as well. And I think there was a stress test the night before too. And I ended up getting one of those. So I was like, I'm very superstitious. Like I used my queue luck for all this. I joined that queue. I wait, wait, wait. It starts. I think I was like 1500 in line. So I was like, holy crap, I'm going to get one of these too. So I get it. My wife misses on that one too. And at this point, I think like I said, this is like mid June, end of June when this happens. And my wife's kind of like, man, like, I'm happy you're getting these packs, but I keep missing on everything. And I'm like, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Like, we'll be fine. So what my wife and I do. You guys are in the same house. Yeah, exactly. I love the competitiveness between the two of you. Like, she's like, damn, you got this pack. You know, but honestly, I feel that way with my friends. Like, there's a group of us when Top Shot was sort of in its prime. A lot of people have fallen out of love with it and moved more toward the creator NFT space. I'm still a loyalist. And mm-hmm, I would be too. so bitter because my friend Desert Minter got every he would get every damn pack and I would just yeah. keep missing. And I get it, you don't want to be a dick about it, but you're so pissed. I, I mean, yeah. I was I'm not I'm probably a, a not as big of a human as your wife is, but I guess she was pissed, too. So I guess we were cut from the same well, cloth in that. respect. Well, well, to talk about that, actually, I'm not I'm not joking. Like when that happened, she she messed me because when I had, was in that queue, I was actually on my way driving to another rotation. So I was like on my phone. And she's at home with the kids. So she's like, I think I'm done with Top Shot. And I'm like, Insult what do you injury. mean you're done? Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I think I'm done. I, I don't know. I'm, just, I, I'm not into it anymore. I'm like, no, I know you like it. She was just very, very emotional. So I'm like, just calm down. When I come home, we're going to open the packs. We're going to open the packs. So we like to open packs as a family and our kids watch it. So, you know, they love the little like Top Shot song, you know, the music when the packs open. Well, get this whole load. Yeah, exactly. Get the whole load pack. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, we're going to open this. Everybody like everybody's just kind of like in a eh, mood because I yeah I got a pack but I was like being rushed all day all this stuff. Well, we sit down and open the pack. I'm opening and opening. I'm going through all my common moments and it's just awesome because there's like ten moments in that holo pack. Yeah, I know. So I get to the first MGLE moment and I click on it and so I do. I want to do the MGLEs before I did the uh, the holo moment. I click on the first MGLE moment. It spins and I see. Uh, Sacramento Kings. I'm like, oh wow, I'm gonna get another Halliburton because I'd already gotten one what two weeks before in the uh, MGLE pack. It spins and then it says number one, <laughs> number one cereal. So I literally am just like staring at it. I'm like frozen. Like I'm like wait, 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 wait. and I'm just like staring at it, staring at it. And I haven't even opened my other my legendary moment yet or my other two moments, the MGLE. And my wife just like looks at me and she's like, 
That's a number one. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Cowboy fan. Here's a question. Yeah, yeah. Is your wife more pissed at this point? Or is she like, oh my God, we got this? Or is she even more She's angry? She's happy. Than- She's elated. Okay. Elated. Yeah. She's Change elated. Her. And at this point, I look at her before I even open the rest of my and it's a Halliburton. You know, it's Harry's Halliburton. I mean, that's a big deal, you know? So I, I look at her, I'm like, do you want to quit Top Shot anymore? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, no, no. So I end up opening the rest of it. It's great. I got, I got like a Tyrese Maxey MJLE, and then I end up getting like a Michael Porter Jr. Um, holo moment, my actual legendary moment. So at this point, I'm like stunned. I'm like, you know, what should we do? Like, we're, you know, we're, we're living off loans. Like, we're doing this. Like, should we try to sell it, take the money? Should we try to not sell and just hold it? Should I sell it and maybe invest into something else? You know, all these things run through my head. But at this point, I'm like just trying to enjoy the moment. So a couple of days go by. I'm kind of like sitting on it. And, you know, um, I think I had posted on Twitter that I had gotten it. And like Top Shot, like they liked it and retweeted it and stuff. So there were people like messaging me like, hey, how much you want for this? Like all just like all this. It's basically almost be, almost became kind of overwhelming. So I got came to the conclusion that I didn't want to sell it unless I got it to somebody who really wanted it or like really valued it, I guess, like wasn't just going to try and flip it. And, uh, there's a user, the Jewish hammer. He was on, I saw him on Twitter and I saw him on top shot. He was making waves because he was buying like all the Tyrese Halliburton MGLEs all like he was buying like a bunch of them. Like he, I think he had like almost, I think it was like almost $70,000 worth of Tyrese Halliburton, like moments, <laughs> something insane. So I end up messaging him just just to see. I'm like, hey man, um, I end up pulling the number one Halliburton MGLE. Like, would you be interested? You seem like you are a big Halliburton fan. And he ends up responding to me, and he's like, yeah, actually, I would be. Um, right now, I have uh, I, th- I can't remember how much he said he had in the, like in Dapper to spend, but he basically told me I only have so much I can spend, and I'm weighing my options between like a number I think twelve Halliburton. Um, legendary moment uh, or your number one and he's like what's your you know what's your price and we kind of worked through that well we ended up coming to an agreement and i decided at this point like i said the market was still kind of in a downturn um i decided i wanted to reinvest that money if i if the sale went through in a lebron james holo moment now that moment was in a previous pack drop and at as i was watching the market there was one it was a number 17 lebron james holo which is out of 99 for like nine grand. And I was like, that's very, very affordable. I don't have that money, but that's very affordable. And we ended up working out the sale with the Jewish hammer who I found out ended up with, ended up, he's a doctor. So like, that was kind of just like, and it, I didn't know that ahead of time. He just ended up telling me, and he's like, I want to make this happen because you're a medical student. I've been there. I know what you're going through. I want to make this happen for you. I was like, that's amazing. So he ended up saying, I'll give you $12,000 for it. And I think the current market price for it was like, I don't, I don't remember like, like eight grand, nine grand. So he was, he wanted to overpay for it because he really, really wanted it. Like he was like, I want this really bad. Yeah. So I ended up making that sale. I was stunned to be honest. And I pretty much already had my sights on that LeBron holo. And I had about 11, $11, $11,500 in my dapper for like 30 seconds. And then I went and bought that LeBron holo for like nine grand and yeah, I mean, that happened, and I honestly couldn't believe it. And that that was the moment in time that pretty much flipped the script for all of it. And then the market kind of started to rebound, and everything started just going up from there. And my account 
went from overall. And like I said, I'm not, I don't really like check my evaluations, but during that time, I kind of was just keeping an eye on them just to see what was happening. And I went from basically being like negative three grand in the hole. You know, if you look at that stuff to like, I think it was like 12 or 13 grand in the green. And now my, I've, since then I've just been doing what I normally do kind of collecting here and there and the markets rebounded, the cool cats sets rebounded, everything's going up. And I think I'm like, I think my account valuations are on like 50 grand right now. So like, I, I mean, I, I don't want to sell any of it, but I'm just so happy. And um, I, I think this is a huge story for, I'm just trying to tell people, like kind of get this out because I think a lot of people that were starting Top Shot, especially when they started in the bubble, they kind of lost hope. And at the end of the day, like it's a collector's platform. It's you do it for fun. Um, but there's just always that chance that something could happen, you know, that can go your way. I had never gotten a rare pack. And then I hit a rare pack and a legendary pack. And in that legendary pack, I hit a number one. And in that number one, I can change it into a player that I want, like long-term. And LeBron, that's a for sure Hall of Famer. I get somebody else who wants that player. And I think that's the beauty of this platform is it's it's about the fandom. It's about the players. And um, I, I'm just I'm just very grateful for the opportunity and the, the, the cool cat set at the end of the day because that's kind of what got me to that point. It's crazy. It's, it's like I do think that – when the market was booming and everyone was just like, you know, making cake and it was so easy to make money and blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Like I remember, and I still get it, even with the market not as strong as it was, I still get that feeling of angst when I don't get a pack. I just yeah. missed the rare WNBA pack last night. Like I just, I was with my kids and I just lost track of time. <sighs> and usually it's later, like because I'm in Dubai, like usually they're at like 11 right. or 12. So I wasn't worried about it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, shit, the priority queue's at nine and I missed it. Uh, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't get the general queue. And then that was three hours later. I woke up for it, didn't get it. But I do think that story of, you know, like you, you may not have had the drop day magic. You may not have had the pack magic, but if it comes, it comes. And, you know, right. you, you're able to spin that into a lot of different things that you wanted. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a message that's definitely needed. And I think that like the cool cats piece fitting into that, that, that is sort of what sort of led everything up to this. And I mean, I think if you told people for 1300, you could get cool cats set now, people would probably jump at that chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of opened this whole experience is, is good too, because it kind of opened my mind up to, like I said, I made the new connections with people. Um, I had people just kind of reaching out to me and it, it got to the point where I think, um, and it's a kind of unfortunate way that people think like this in this space, but they kind of look at your account valuations and they just assume that, you know, what you're doing per se. So I've had a lot of people ask me like, Hey, like, you know, what kind of NFTs are you in? Like other NFTs are you in stuff? And at that point I wasn't involved in any other NFTs besides top shot. Um, I think people like they do look at the dollar signs, but at the end of the day, it's about collecting what you love. It's about engaging with the community. And I think in general that NFTs, you know, that that's what it's about. So, um, yeah. And actually my wife and I both got, we, we got the priority queue for the WNBA. We both got one of those the other day or last night. And she actually pulled one of the Lisa Leslie moments, which is like, like, I think the, it's like the first WNBA dunk ever. So like, I was pretty excited. I think, okay, so, listen, yeah. cowboy fan. Here's what your wife's got to <laughs> yeah. do. I'm gonna tell tell you right now. Pass the message on, okay? Will do. Lisa Leslie's looking for one of these. You just need to contact her through DM and say, "Hey, I'll, I'll I'm gonna gift this to you. Expect nothing, and I feel like something amazing will happen." This is my advice. NFA, not financial advice, but advice. 
to be clear. Yeah, I've uh, I, I actually saw that tweet. Um, I didn't. I was kind of. I was pretty busy yesterday too. So like, this is one of my few days off. But yeah, I, I I saw that tweet and I hadn't looked as much into it. But then when I saw my wife open that pack, I told her I was like, hey, I think she's looking for one of those. I, I would look more into it. I, I haven't looked into it much, but yeah. Um, I, I just think that the I, in my opinion, where Top Shot is going. I, and where it's been, I don't think we've even really touched the surface, to be honest. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff that's going to be ahead. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's crazy to think that we're still technically in beta. Like the NFT world just moves so like fast that like you think, you know, technically I've been here since February. So it hasn't even been a full year yet. It's been like nine months, something crazy. And it feels like it's been like five years. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, there were a lot of other little details in between, but those were like the big points. And um, I've just, I'm very happy to be a part of this, the Top Shot community, to be a part of the Top Shot family and uh, just NFTs in general. Like I said, I, I've kind of expanded my mindset. I've gone into other uh, NFTs, you know, communities. I've, I've, um, you know, looked at other projects and I, I really like the, where the space is going. And um, I think we're just getting started. So listen, uh, Cowboy Fan 95, thank you for sharing your story. I hope people will get a little sort of, uh, Pack magic will will dust off, will brush off on them, and then we'll hit the trifecta, get some rare and some some legendary packs. My day is to my dream is to get a legendary pack one day, uh, and hopefully I'll get that experience as well. But most importantly, I hope your wife gets that experience as well. She it's she's due for this. She she is she is due. So I told her I, I actually looked at those Lisa Leslie moments, the first and second serials of those. I mean, obviously, you know, the, whoever hits on them is gonna is is gonna be so happy. But those first two cereals are technically minted, but not in packs. So that leads me to believe that they're gonna be in the legendary packs. Um, oh man! And will this be dropped? <laughs> oh gosh! Oh geez! Well, here we go. Someone's gonna be happy. It's someone is gonna be very happy. I want to thank you for coming on. Gonna put your Twitter handle in the show notes. If people want to get in touch with you. And uh, this is the second Nine Lives Lounge member we've had on. We're gonna have nine between now and the start of the NBA season. So, uh, Cowboy Fan ninety five, thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy schedule and joining us tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I know you're busy as well. And I look forward to maybe having being on again as a guest in the future as well. Definitely, we'll do that for sure. Take care. All right, thanks, man. Thanks to CowboyFan95 for jumping on, and thanks to you for listening. We just passed 30,000 downloads, which like really blows my mind. I'm so, so incredibly grateful for all of your support. Uh, check out Here for the Moments, new podcast. Check out the PacRib Media Stream. They interview, uh, uh, Pack Reviewing interviewed the Kobe Bryant 24 team with this upcoming NFT project. Uh, lots of good stuff coming your way, so check it out thanks again for all your support and as always take care of yourselves and each other see ya